Welcome to Health is Wealth. My name is Dr. Jason. Today is Thursday. We're in beautiful sunny LA. We're coming to you every Thursday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to talk to you about health tips, tricks, health hacks of how you can get healthy and stay healthy. And today's topic for Health is Wealth is how to relieve pain naturally. What do you do if you're in pain and how do you get out of pain? How do you do it naturally? Well, I'll tell you there's a number of different ways, but the first question is, how or why are you in pain? Well, there's a lot of different reasons. Number one is that, let's say you slipped and fell. Maybe you, uh, you jammed your wrist, your finger, your shoulder. Uh, you slipped and fell. Let's say your hand hurts, your elbow hurts, your knee hurts, right? You fell on one of your joints. Well, and it's the weekend and maybe nobody's around. What do you do? Well, the first thing is, is that if you fall on a joint, what you can do is you can gently stretch it out, open it up. So if you compact a joint, you can just kind of pull on it. If you fall on your knee, you obviously want to just move your knee around, get motion into that area. It's been known that motion blocks pain. There's something called the Melzack-Walls gating theory of pain. Two guys discovered that motion blocks pain because it travels up the spinal cord faster to the brain. So that's why when you, you know, bump your elbow on something, you go, ooh, ah, you know, and you rub it because it actually blocks pain. So motion's a great way if you stub your finger, even if you, you know, slam your finger in the door, you can go like this, it'll block pain, you can move it around. So motion's a very simple way to block pain. Now, let's say that um, you stubbed your finger, you fell on your joint, you, you fell on your knee, and it's still hurting, and you rubbed it, and you go, okay, it's still hurting. Well, ice is a great way to reduce pain. Now, what ice does is it constricts blood vessels, it shrinks, right, because cold shrinks and heat expands, and what that does is it pushes blood out of the area. Now, how or why would that even help? Well, when we have an injury, and there's an insult to our tissues, be it a bone, a ligament, a soft tissue, the skin, the muscle, etc., what happens is your body understands that that's an injury, it wants to repair it, and it rushes blood in there very quickly, and we call this swelling or inflammation. Now, that's a good thing because it's bringing in cells and tissues and different um, uh, components of your bloodstream to prepare and repair that area for growth and healing. However, if your hormones are maybe a little out of sorts, your cortisol is high because you live a stressful life, you drink a lot of caffeine, you don't sleep that much, maybe you ate a lot of sugar last night, then your ability to reduce that inflammation naturally may not be so hot, may not be so good. So what ice does is ice constricts and pushes the blood out of there because too much of almost anything is not a good thing. And so too much inflammation, although it can be helpful and is a part of healing, too much inflammation can actually hinder and slow down healing. And I've seen this in my chiropractic practice day in and day out for years, people that have a chronic state of inflammation, they can't get rid of pain. They just can't, whether it's the neck pain, the back pain, the knee pain, the arm, shoulder, whatever it may be. So ice is a great way in addition to motion to block pain. The typical rule with ice is 20 minutes every two hours works wonders, right? You don't wanna go longer than 20 or sooner than every two hours because you can create what's called super cooling and then create the opposite effect. Your body thinks it's in hypothermia and it rushes blood in and then you're just back to where you started from. So that's a great way to reduce pain. Now, in addition to motion, in addition to ice, let's say you're still in pain. You're hurting, right? Maybe you're laid out on the couch at home or the bed and you're just going, man, my knee, my shoulder, my wrist, you know, whatever it is, your neck, you're really hurting. I feel for you. It's not easy to be in pain. It messes with your day. It messes with your relationship. 
makes it difficult to parent your children, to be a, a loving partner for your husband, wife, etc. Certainly makes it hard to go to work, to focus, and it's hard to relax on a weekend if you're in pain. So another option is to use heat. Now heat actually blocks pain, just like motion, because what they found is that heat travels up the spinal cord faster than the slower pain signal. So heat, using a hot pack, let's say, does actually bring blood into the area. It does create inflammation, so you have to be careful. However, it does block pain, and when you're in pain, it is, I mean, it's horrible, whether it's your neck, your back, again, your arm, your shoulder, your knee. I don't wish that upon anybody. So a hot pack, you know, a hot compress, a towel, you know, you put it in boiling water and then let it cool down a little bit. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but heat can block pain. Now, another option, if you're in pain, is to go to someone like a chiropractor looking for the root cause. Many people come to me with pains in their neck, their mid, lower back, and then they basically say, well, hey, you know, can you help me? And what we do is we look for the root cause. Oftentimes, we look to the spine because the spine is the communication pathway like a railroad between the brain and the body. And then all of the stops would be your organs, muscles, tissues, and those nerves come out and they go to all those areas. So anytime your spine is out of alignment, we call that a subluxation, and that creates a disconnect between the brain and the body. That's an oversimplified way of saying it, but what it does is it can slow down healing and it can actually keep you in pain, can cause muscle spasms, that sort of thing. Many times, people have an extremity injury, a wrist problem, an elbow problem, maybe even a knee problem. And while I do work with knees, wrists, and elbows, and I am proficient and actually quite good at rehabbing those areas, and sometimes we work with the muscles, sometimes we adjust the joint, I always look to the source, the nerve supply, so the nerve supply for the elbow comes out of the lower mid-neck. The nerve supply for the knee comes out of the lower and mid-lower back. So we look to those areas to make sure you have full connection so that your body can heal. And remember, pain is a signal. Pain, although it is a major consumptive effect that it has on you, it distracts you and takes away from you, pain is not actually a problem. It's what we call a symptom. Now, I'm going to tell you that as a chiropractor, let's say if I'm in pain, I don't want to be in pain any more than you do. And so if I'm, let's say, on a weekend, and I've already seen my chiropractor been adjusted this week, I've done a couple of workouts, I've been eating pretty well this week, I've slept pretty decently, uh, taking care of my health, right? Health is wealth. So let's say I've done all of that and maybe I missed something. Maybe I you know, am dehydrated and I haven't been drinking water or maybe, you know, God forbid I have an accident, I fall down and hurt my finger while I'm playing basketball with my son and it's Saturday and I hurt myself. Let's say that pain is so great that I'm going, oh my God, I can't focus, I can't think, my son wants to play, my wife's there, it's the weekend time, it's time to be with my family. I'll be the first one to tell you that I'll reach for medicine if I'm in pain and it's unrelenting, if it's relentless, and I can't focus or give the attention to my loved ones. I'll try the natural remedies first, but if that doesn't work and that doesn't help me, I'm human. I don't wanna be in pain any more than you do. And a lot of chiropractors might sh you know, shy at that and go, oh my God, you know, no, anti-drug. But I'm not anti-drug at all. I'm actually for medicine. I think medicine is a wonderful, wonderful invention. I'm also for the intelligent use of it. And what I mean by that is that medicine is designed to be a bridge. It's designed to get you from the injury to the solution. So let's say that with that example, you fall down, you hurt yourself, your hands hurting, your knees hurting, 
and I want to play with my son or at least be able to stand there and, and watch him play without being distracted and in excruciating pain. So what I need is a bridge. Maybe I have an ice pack. Maybe that doesn't help enough. I try heat, that doesn't help. I rub it, but you can't sit there rubbing it the whole time. So I take an Advil, an ibuprofen, a medicine, and maybe that allows the pain to go away and I can at least stand there and enjoy my son and, and watch him and be there for him. Now the challenge you have with pain meds is that when you're on pain meds, they do their job, they work wonderfully, and so what you have to be careful of is that you don't re-injure yourself. And then in the long term, it's very important to be educated about how powerful medicine is and what a wonderful invention it really is. It's helped and saved many people's lives, allowed people to be with their families, and allowed people to reduce their pain so that they can live when natural solutions haven't worked. Now some people have jumped right to the meds without trying the natural solutions, and that's okay if that's been your path. A lot of people, as I'm a wellness doctor, a chiropractor, people ask me how to reduce pain, and so I give them natural solutions, but I'm happy to let them know that, of course, there are many options. Now, what may be interesting to you is that many people that have gone onto the non-natural route and into the medicine have managed to develop some bad habits. I was doing some research this morning and I pulled up some statistics and what we've learned about the opioid crisis is that typically when people are in pain and they don't get natural help or the natural help isn't able to help them, they transition from what we call non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like Advil, aspirin, ibuprofen and they transition to prescription medicines. And again, prescription medicines are a godsend. I'm all for medicine, I think it's great. But what happens is if they're not getting a solution, if they're not able to somehow do some sort of lifestyle modification, maybe chiropractic care, maybe it's diet and exercise, there are a lot of tools out there for wellness. But what happens then is that many times they transition to a prescription med, and if they're not having a plan to use that medicine as a bridge, then what happens is they may get stuck on that medicine. And people that get stuck on meds, the statistics show it's very scary. So what we have here is that the Journal of Pain in 2015 said that roughly 21 to 29% of patients prescribed opioids for chronic muscle, uh, excuse me, chronic pain misuse them. So that means 20 to almost 30% of patients prescribed meds for chronic pain misuse them. Maybe they take them for other ailments. Maybe they take them to simply experience the feeling of being uh, out of pain for other types of pain, maybe emotional pain. What we found is that uh, the Journal of American, excuse me, the um, Journal of the American Medical Association in Psychiatry in 2014 said that between eight and 12% of people develop an opioid use disorder. And that was also in drug and alcohol dependency in 2016. And so again, I'm telling you this to let you know that some people develop problems or issues and it's wise to have both the medical availability to help you but also to know that there are natural cures and, and, and um, treatments and procedures out there to get your body back to a healing state. Um, another quote we have here is that about 4-6% to who misuse prescription opioids, painkillers, transition to heroin. We know in Southern California there's a huge heroin problem. Down in Skid Row in LA, a lot of people are on meds. Another quote from the Journal of the American Medical Association in Psychiatry and the Drug and Alcohol Dependency Journal says that about 80% of people who use heroin first misuse prescription opioids. So 80% of the people that are using heroin started out 
misusing prescription opioids. And typically that starts out from them being in chronic pain. So they're in chronic pain for a long time and then they misuse, 80% of them misuse or have misused. And so then you have to ask why were they in chronic pain? Was there an issue that wasn't dealt with? Were there lifestyle modifications that could have been made? Was there care that could have been given? Um, another quote here is that the Midwestern region saw opioid overdoses increase 70%, 70% from July 2016 through September 2017. That's the Center for Disease Control, September 2017. And opioid overdoses in large cities increased by 54% in 16 states, and that was in 2017, the Center for Disease Control said that. So how do you relieve pain? There's a lot of ways to relieve pain. Naturally, we went over motion, ice, heat, getting to the underlying cause, like seeing a chiropractor, uh, maybe other professions as well that can help you with that. And medicines are wonderful. They're a godsend and a lifesaver, and they're designed to be a bridge to get you through a condition or a problem. So definitely, if you have questions about your medicine, speak to your medical doctor. I'm a chiropractor and I'm here to talk to you about wellness. If you have questions about wellness or how to relieve pain naturally, you can definitely send us a message. Thank you for tuning in. This is Health is Wealth. My name is Dr. Jason and my hope for you is that you understand that your health really is your wealth. There's a return on investment when you take care of your health now. It pays dividends later in life. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.